Idaho's 94.9 The River. I can get rid of the headphones now because we're live. And we've got a great room full of guests here, all ready to hear Maya Sharp. Hey, guys, give Boise welcome to Maya Sharp. Thank you. Aww. And to be fair, it's not just Maya Sharp. It's also Linda Taylor, who's here with guitar That's right. as well. Welcome to Boise, ladies. Thank you so much Thank for you. having us back. It's been a while since you've I been know. here, right? Yeah. Years. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. And I don't know if you remember the last time I was here, but I brought a um, hard case for my acoustic that locked, oh. and I left the keys at, at the hotel. I think I heard this story. Remember this? So I had to play the signed acoustic that you had hanging on the wall that had like five strings on it. Nobody had ever tuned it. Uh, we've got another one here if you want to revisit that. Okay, but uh, I know I'm fine with signing it, but as long as I don't have to play it. I want to start off by reading a quote that I love. Uh, uh, this comes from Billboard magazine. Uh, Maya Sharp conjures the allure of yesteryears at Brill building luminaries. Sharp wields her crisp, alluring choruses like a temptress. Listeners will surely be ensnared. Her tear-soaked lyrics and high, let me try to get this right, high-cresting melody conspire for a finely crafted lesson on invincible pop. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a fabulous thing to have in your notebook of publicity. That's very nice. Isn't that awesome? Oh, yeah. That made and me feel really good. What I love about it is that it could pretty much be applied to anything that you've done going back uh, all these years <laughs> since you've been recording records. And um, we're going to spend a little bit of time today getting caught up on what you've been doing and get folks in Boise a little bit excited about the new album that's coming up in August called Change the Ending. So where do I start? <laughs> Let's talk about the album process. Okay. Um, you and I were talking beforehand. You got to produce this one yourself. Yes, I did. This is the first time that it's just been me. I usually have somebody else helping me at the helm or somebody else that I've just handed it, handed it over. Uh-huh. Or I just get to be like pure Don artist. You worked with on the last one. Yeah, record, he did right? the last one. He was wonderful. Yeah. Great. I learned a ton. And I got to just sing, you know, and ask him, you know, so what do you think? Right. I didn't have to worry about a, a thousand other things that he that he had to worry about. Right. But on this one, it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and how did that work out? I mean, did, was that a sort of energizing and liberating or just completely crazy? All of the above, okay. yeah. It took a little longer than usual, I think, because I kind of had to be my own uh, uh, sounding board. You know, uh-huh. I, I had to step away from it a few times and then listen to it again fresh i i you know you walk out of the vocal booth or you you finish a vocal and usually there's somebody there or i had set it up for the previous five albums where there's somebody there to say great you perfect you got it or okay we need to go back in this time i finish a vocal and it's just like you know i just (laughs) hopefully i know what i'm doing hopefully it sounds like how it felt did you do this at home? Were you able to record a lot of this at home, or did you have studio that you went to? I tracked at a, a, a place called uh, The Lair okay. Studio in L.A., near my house, actually. And then I did a lot of um, overdub and most of the vocals, all of the vocals, I think, at my home studio. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's kind of, uh, that is one thing that we're hearing more and more of from artists that stop by is the, uh, the freedom they have to do this kind of stuff. Not only like at home, but even on the road and everything, because technology makes it so easy now. You can. We actually did one vocal and one acoustic part from the road on a little laptop with a mic i i don't know that i would have chosen that if i were back home sure. and it turned out to be the best vocal of the thing nice. maybe it's because 
I, I don't know, it felt like, you know, maybe the pressure's off or uh, I'm, you know, probably going to redo it. And then, of course, that's when it's right. Right, exactly. Yeah. You get that take. Yeah. Um, let me let me back up and do a couple of things uh, that I should have done right off the start. Uh, we want to thank our friends at Porta Subs, especially the awesome team at the Emerald and Benjamin location, once again, providing lunch for our guests. Thanks to Rock's Water, local water from the source, Idaho Spring Water, which we just love. Thanks to the Guitar Center, who have donated the guitar that we will be having everybody sign this year. And, of course... Maya's in town to kick off the 26th, I can't believe I'm saying that, 26th season of Alive After Five, Boise's favorite summer concert uh, series. So a lot of people are excited to get outside and see you this afternoon. I can tell you that. I am too. This is like our first stretched out long show of uh-huh. the run. And yeah. this is our first run of the album. Of the, yeah, which yeah. doesn't really come out until later in August, right? Yeah, oh. we're starting early. I'm really trying to let it get set up and simmer and stew and kind of find its legs this time and not rush anything. Um, we're going to talk about the first single from that album, which really we got early because you're here with us today. Uh, I'm probably going to go on and on and on way too much about it. But in the meantime, guitars in hand, you and Linda, we'd love to hear a song. How about that one? Hey, okay. Gives me a chance to to go on about it when we're done. I'm really okay with that. Okay. (laughs) You can just wax on. All right. This is a single. It's called Me After You. When I left, you were lost in a lot. Oh, see? This is early in the tour. (laughs) Here we go. That was my fault. I'm sorry. What? I, okay. You're right. You're right. It was, it was your fault. I'm going to let you have that. When I left, you were lost and lying, broken on the floor. Counted up the scars and thought I'd won the war. Said I tried everything to save us, but I didn't try. The day I heard you were in Italy somewhere I remember you told me you always wanted to go there I never did want to learn the language Did I? I know I hold the smoke in God But clearly anyone would rather be You after me Everything coming easy with a world on your side And all I want is you Living, loving, ain't that 
Maya Sharp live in the Moxie Java Listener Lounge. We um, and thank you, Maya, because you're, you you got us that song early so that we could share it with our listeners in advance of tonight's mm. performance of Live After Five. I know we're not supposed to really people aren't really going to be getting this until later on this summer. I love it just as much unplugged as I, as I do on the album All right, version. Thank you know, you. I was talking to you before we started about how much I love the production on that song. Uh, so congratulations, because that because. You've done that, but thank you. It's like you know. I think the recipe for a really great and memorable pop song, uh, or just song of any sort, is like a little melancholy and a huge hook. And that right there, I mean, it's right there. I've had this song stuck in my head since we got it, like two weeks ago or something. Is there a story behind this song? Um, how do you write like that? Uh, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about songwriting as, as we spend a couple minutes talking about this. Every song uh, was uh, uh, sprung from a different uh, seed. And mm-hmm. this one was actually kind of an odd one. I, <laughs> I think I have to come up with a different story for it because, <laughs> because the real one <laughs> is a, it's, a, it's a little strange. You know how when you mishear a lyric? Oh. And you th- and it's like, oh, that is the coolest lyric. And then you realize that it wasn't that at all. Yeah. But when you're a songwriter, that's awesome because then you get to use what you thought it was right. because you're not actually stealing it. <laughs> well, I misread somebody's name and it looked like Lois after, who was it? Mark. Mark. Lois after Mark. Oh, my God. That, oh my, that's so sad. Like she used to be Lois and now she's somebody different because she's Lois after Mark. That is the coolest thing. And then I realized that my eyes are totally failing. <laughs> and it was something else. It wasn't after. It was like alter or something else. Yeah. But in the meantime, the light bulb. And so, oh my, okay, is this, what does this mean? Is this, is this you know, Jane after so-and-so? Yeah. Is it me after, is it you after me? Is it run and that? So, uh, yeah, I just had to ride, ride that, that one out. And I'm thankful that my eyes and ears seem to be failing because I get all kinds of great ideas. You got a really, a really <laughs> great song out of that. Um, you have written songs for a lot of people and we'll spend a little bit of time talking about uh, Bonnie and you in a little bit, but I mean, my gosh, you've written for uh, you know Dixie Chicks and Edwin McCain. You've done a lot with his, you produced his last record. Yeah, he is such a great yeah. human. It's uh, really fun. Our Garfunkel, Trisha Yearwood, Lisa Loeb, I mean, a really great cross-section of songwriters and how does how does that work? I mean, is it a publishing thing where they they discover your songs, or do they do they find you and say, "Hey, um, can you?" I mean, how does that work? 
again, it's every which way. I just, I just can never stop because these things happen in these unexpected ways. Sometimes I write with the artist, uh-huh. him or herself. Sometimes uh, the publisher goes old school and plays it for the producer of the act. Right. Um, sometimes they hear me do it live. Yeah. It just happens every which crazy way. And it's never the way that I think it will. You know, I play, I'll like, you know, open for somebody and they'll, I'll play them eight songs. Every single night they're hearing these eight songs. I'm like, okay, something's going to stick. And it's not that. It's something else that they heard, you know, somewhere else. Right. It's, a, it's, I don't plan, I don't try to plan anymore. It's just embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Bonnie. You are all over her new album, um, and uh, I know that uh, I'm told she's on your record as well. The one that's yeah, out. I got to sing some harmonies on hers, yeah. and then she came over and sang some on mine. How fun was that? It's 100. percent It's just, <laughs> it's crazy. She is I'm telling you the other shoe just will it just won't drop. She's just a great person, and her talent is all the time. Right. In every situation. Had you worked with her before? I mean, is this a relationship that goes back a ways? Or? Well, it goes back a few years. Uh-huh. She recorded three of my songs on uh, Souls Alike, her mm-hmm. last album. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how we met. And uh, then she asked me to come into the studio and to record some harmonies and a little bit of saxophone just to kind of recreate what she heard on those versions when she first heard the song and wanted to have them uh-huh. on her album. And then she asked me to come out on the road with her, and I opened up and sat in with her and then we you know we've just remained friends and done little things here and there uh-huh. and then she asked me to come and sing on hers so it just yeah it goes and goes and then I have some opening dates with her again in October yeah we're gonna miss you here uh, I know we're here. southeast yeah, yeah but that's okay we get you we get you today so <laughs> we are visiting with Maya Sharp whose <laughs> new album will be out later this summer called Change the Ending uh, Maya playing tonight first alive after five of the season on the Grove in downtown Boise uh, of course, the Downtown Boise Association making it possible. And um, go on down. You know, tonight is going to be fantastic. 65 degrees, sunny, no wind. That's what Scott Dorval has promised us. And I think he may even be down there. So uh, you can go thank him for that. Uh, Maya should take the stage a little bit after 6.15 tonight. Uh, and uh, it should be fun. We're visiting with her about her new album, which is on the way. And uh, the great song that we got a preview of uh, that you just heard her live do here called Me After You. Um, and uh, maybe another song. How about uh, the title cut? How about the title cut? Change we all get to hear it for the first time. Hopefully no false starts, but no promises, really. <laughs> Gotta say. So funny. when it Just, you know, early in the run, the songs are coming together really fast. It's the tour mind stuff that that you have to remember. You know, left the... You know, the capo over there and forgot to, where's the key and that kind of stuff. Kind of like when I locked my guitar in the case. I think that was early in the run as well. But soon we'll be a lean, mean fighting machine. Pushing up against the odds You're in the middle of your darkest hour And you give it all you got you Stood there waiting for the Hollywood rain To wash us clean in the final frame We drifted apart when it never came They made our movie 
this before you Before you stop calling, make it, make it true With just a little bending It's a beautiful story If you change the ending Started like a dream The opening scene, just us Thinking we could leave any trouble, heartbreak in the dust. But to stop myself from reliving beyond it, I get this far and I gotta rewind. Just before you say your last line, they made our movie. The meaning to the falling, every twist before you. Before you stop calling, they can make it true With just a little bending It's a beautiful story If you change the ending To the one that should have been Cause who wouldn't want to see that Again and again and again If they made up Before you stop calling, they can make it true with just a little bending. Oh, if they made a movie, if they made a movie. Well, they can make it true with just a little bending. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story if you change the ending. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, folks. Brand new music from Maya Sharp live here in the Moxie Java Listener Lounge on Idaho's 94.9 The River. I do want to thank uh, uh, our friends who make it possible for us to be here, uh, are the, the uh, superheroes at the Emerald and Benjamin location for Port of Subs, our very good friends at Moxie Java as well, who provide great coffee and cookies each and every time we meet here, thanks to the Guitar Center as well. Um, I want to I wanna get right back to one more songwriting question yeah. uh, before I move on. What's the most, like, what was the most unlikeliest artist to record one of your songs? Or, I mean, was there ever one that came out of the blue where you were like, no kidding, really? Cher. <laughs> yeah. She was my very first one. No way. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. When was this? 95 or something? 96. Yeah. Something like that. She did a great job on it, too. Uh, yeah. And it was a song that ended up being on my first album. So I think hers came out first before, before mine did. Yeah, and then I thought, oh, this is easy. I'm going to get all these cuts with, <laughs> you know, <laughs> these big, huge pop artists all the time sure. yeah that's that i think that, that was a, the most unlikely because the other ones the other ones kind of make sense the yeah. other ones like ones that probably influenced me sure. al- along the way or a lot some right. some of them are like just you know of course you know i mean not of course that i would get the cut because it's really hard to make that happen but it makes sense that they would relate to me because i 
you know, they I grew up on you. them. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Um, well, you, you, you come from a musical family. I do. I think uh, some of our listeners are aware that your dad uh, uh, was a songwriter and performer, right? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. 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 Producer. Yeah. So, singer, songwriter. So yeah. you had Randy that Sharp. support. Yes, uh, they and that's been his job since the very beginning of everything. They actually met singing in a band together in high school, and he's and then he's always done some form of songwriting, producing, singing, playing, um, and actually she did too for a little while. And uh, so they, I mean, not that they wouldn't have supported me anyway, but they couldn't exactly you know tell me to go get a real job. Right. So, <laughs> When I when I showed the interest, they were there, and they had the understanding of it to know how to nurture that. Yeah, you know, they had the experience as well. Is it true yeah. you did your first recording at like five or something? Oh my gosh, <laughs> who's who wrote those notes for you? <laughs> you, you? You don't you don't want to know where I got. Some it's of like those. you're pulling out like a childhood photo or something. Um, yes, I I wrote a song. I saw my dad writing songs. I think I was five. And I thought, okay, yeah, I can do this songwriting thing. So <laughs> went off and wrote a song um, about a ghost. The ghosts can't hurt me. Uh, they only scare me. And one day I looked out my window and I saw a ghost, but I knew that ghost wouldn't hurt me because ghosts don't hurt me. They only scare me. That's the whole song. So part of me thinks, like, you know, it's how some, maybe children see more than adults do. Like, mm-hmm. what did I see, first mm-hmm. of all, because <laughs> I was five? And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I, you know, I did that. Dad recorded it. And uh, then it just kind of went off into uh, a box somewhere. Right. And a friend of ours found it right as I was finishing my third album, and he, and he sent it down. No so way. we cleaned it up and put it at the very end of that of that, it's, of that album, my self-titled album. What I love about that story, though, is it, it was an empowering song, even as a five-year-old. Uh, interesting. You know, okay, yeah. I don't have to be... I don't have to be too scared because yeah. they're not going to hurt me. You, you made that realization. That's funny. Uh, we're visiting with Maya Sharp. I'm very excited about her performance tonight uh, at Alive After Five with uh, Linda here. Uh, Linda, have you guys played together for a while or anything? Years. Years. Yeah. Yes. You sound, there's something about the harmonies that just sounds so awesome. Yay, and I'm lucky because I'm five feet in front of you, but <laughs> uh, that helps. But well, there seems to be connection there so well thank cool. you thank you very much yes we we have been playing together a while and tonight we're going to be playing um she'll be playing electric and acoustic and i'll play some keyboard nice. and acoustic little electric maybe a little saxophone if you're nice that's my next question how many instruments do you play maya i'm showing all my colors i'm not hiding a trombone or anything anywhere um guitar would you stop <laughs> who uh, I started on Ovo, and she loves to bring that up. Um, that's, that's, I love that. That's fascinating. That is not your run-of-the-mill instrument. It no, it's not. Song? It's not in the sh- Oh, it's an A-share song, yeah, but it's not in the one that I wrote. Did you play on? Um, you are killing me. <laughs> There's a plane ticket with your name on it. Um, yes, uh, saxophone, piano, and uh Acoustic guitar mainly, yeah. I give all the real electric work over to okay. Linda Taylor here. All right. Uh, can't wait to hear the entire album. It's coming out on your own label, too. This, is this the second release for, on your label? Well, it's a joint venture. Joint venture, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that weird? Uh, is that, is Lick that, Street is yeah. the, it, they're kind of in, they're, they're handling the, you know, getting it in stores, sure. getting it on iTunes. They've been a great joint venture. It's funny. I, I've signed, I think I've had, I've signed with four labels now through the years, and this is 
by far the best. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's you know what I'm fascinated by and it seems to be a trend that artists these days and I'm not dissing my friends at, you know, some of these bigger labels, but it seems to me like artists are almost in a better position if they have some sort of track record and are established to do to go this route in some respects because you get a little bit more control. Yeah, You're not beholden to the bean counters at these huge multinational companies and right it's a little more in at the beginning uh-huh. and a, but more out for sure and more say yeah. and you just you know you you can see the workings of it mm-hmm. there were a number of occasions where like you know i don't really want to audit you i don't want to have to go there but but i'm not believing anything you're telling I really me. spend that much money yeah. on marketing right, <laughs> you know right. so now it's just it's all there it's very clear and they're very song oriented good nice. humans yeah uh, and your schedule for the foreseeable future, I'm guessing, will be a lot of touring uh, behind this? Yeah, trying to keep it humane uh-huh. and go out about two weeks at a time. And just, uh, just right now, just kind of following the radio love. Yeah. And fortunately, that's been that's been okay. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. You know, that's another thing you have in common with some other artists that we've had here in the studios recently is they try to keep it to two or three weeks of touring, then get some downtime and not let some reconnect with family and you know significant others and animals and, yeah you know yeah and i think that all of that stuff just keeps you stronger i think it makes the shows more you know you, know, you want to be there now mm-hmm. you don't you're not wondering if you should be home right. it's not it's not as hard like that we're visiting with maya sharp tonight but light stage this is the first live after five of the year it's going to be a great way to kick it off and uh, she'll take stage right around 6.10, 6.15 thereabouts under sunshine. So you definitely want to head on out and uh, celebrate the fact that you could do that again. Um, and we would love another song if we could ask for one more. Yeah, then. how are you feeling? You want to do something from the record? You want to do something that somebody else covered? Uh, I think Red Dress is one that everybody would love to hear because... I can't ignore we love my we would love to have many fans. <laughs> I'm sorry you were talking. <laughs> no, Red Dress was one I was going to ask for, so. You gotta love this place. Here conformity is king. They'll wipe that smile right off your face Give you a list of songs You're allowed to sing La 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 Yeah, you can say what's on your mind As long as it's on their minds too Cause it isn't in their hearts to find A little room for some other point of view la 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 and any time I think that I might drown and all this standard issue gray when I'm feeling small and pushed around I close the door and draw the shades Take my red dress away 
my teeth and smile Let them think they boxed me in Inside I'm still the problem child That I always was So I guess I win Na 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 Sharp live in the Moxie Java Listener Lounge. Linda Taylor here with her and uh, catch them tonight on the Bud Light stage. And live after five, it is the first of the season. You're dying to get out there and meet up with some folks maybe you haven't seen for a while. Enjoy the sunshine and uh, I'm excited about having you here for kicking it off this year. We're excited to be yeah. here. I feel like I haven't played live here in so long. It's I'm been really a looking long forward time. to it. Uh, one more question and and it came to me because you had asked about doing a song that someone else had covered. When, when you've got such a great reputation yourself as a songwriter, um, what do you look for in a song from someone else that you decide to cover? Do you do that in, uh, very often? I've actually never done that okay. on, a, on an album. On an I've album. done it live a couple right. times. Right. Yeah. Uh, is it just um, a spur of the moment thing or is it just you know something you loved from when you were a kid that you would bust out? Uh, the choices live have been just ones that are like a good party closer kind of okay. thing. Um, and then, yeah, for the albums, I just, I just, I love the songwriting process so right. much. And there's, you know, 12 spots on the album. So I'm just kind of selfish about it. <laughs> I want them all. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. We hope to see you back here sooner this time than absolutely the space between the last two visits. Yes, of course. Uh, we cannot wait to hear the entire album, but what we've heard so far, we're just huge fans of. So congratulations on that again. Thank you very much. And uh, it's been a terrific pleasure having you here with us today, guys.